Welcome to this week's episode of For the Love of the Frame. I'm your host, Tim, and sitting here to my left is the man who's been carrying a chicken with him all week <laughs> long, Ian. Yep, that's me. Hello. Don't feed him any chicken. And, he, here's, <laughs> and here's my chicken. <laughs> his, his name's actually Eduardo. <laughs> that's what I named him. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to hearing the thoughts from the chicken. <laughs> you will. Yeah, well, also with us is the man who... Maybe wants to eat the chicken, but doesn't carry it with him. Aaron. Yeah. Watch your back, Eduardo. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I only need to have him for a week. So. <laughs> Mission accomplished? Yeah. yeah. Eduardo's looking a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> His time's coming up pretty, pretty quick here. Well, we're here to talk about the 2010 film, uh, The Social Network, which does feature a character who has to carry a chicken with him for a week, which... Uh, I guess it was a fraternity initiation, or I guess a secret club the, or something. What is Carlin, Carlin, uh, final, final, yeah, yeah, final club, final, final club. club, yeah. They still don't exactly know what that is. Is it a fraternity? Or I think my wife looked this up. I I think Harvard discontinued fraternities. It was like a, a university decision. Okay, hmm. so it means that the the ones on campus can't be connected to like the the national chapters, in, but they s- essentially still have them. They're just. I don't know, like secret societies or something. Okay, that's my best way of putting it together, <laughs> which sounds way cooler, admittedly, at least to me. Yeah, but it does. at the same, it's still they make you do stuff like carry a chicken around <laughs> and keep it alive, I guess. But I actually thought it was hilarious. The I've done that before, like feeding chicken to chickens, and then oh wow, yeah. <laughs> It was a little, I, I personally have done it. I hope the podcast <laughs> he is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like yeah. animal he, rights. He is going to come out. Yeah, I know. I, I, Tim now. I was just like, wait, what? Like people get mad about that? <laughs> you can't do that? Yeah. yeah. I actually meant to look up if that was like a real crimson article on Eduardo. Or, yeah, actually. That uh, would be interesting I didn't, to know. I didn't, I didn't think, yeah. Huh. I wanted to look it up. People have a thing yeah. about, because that's in Lilo and Stitch. They don't, she it? doesn't want to feed the fish to oh, the yeah. fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. She's like, why don't you give him a tuna sandwich? And he's like, I can't give Pudge a tuna sandwich. Yeah. He's a fish. I can't believe you remember that. <laughs> I have a very deep memory when it comes to animals eating I guess their so. own kind yeah. in movies. Yeah. You haven't fed a guinea pig to a guinea pig, have you, Tim? <laughs> no I comment. Yeah, Don't, no answer comment. Tim. Yeah. Don't answer it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Definitely no comment. The chicken is not eligible for the acting award, though. It, it didn't. There wasn't make an enough, appearance. Yeah. Wasn't enough, oh, yeah. you do see it yeah, actually, a little bit. right? Yeah, it's you in do. a little bit, but yeah. it, it's not enough screen time to be considered for the the ongoing accolades. I didn't even remember. Right. It was a weak attempt at yeah. animal acting. Yeah. Not where they put their efforts. And I know we're already getting off the rails, but <laughs> I have a new gold medal <laughs> or like the, the best animal acting that I've seen, uh, uh-huh. the new like pole position. Dances with wolves, like the wolf when uh, Costner's giving him like the jerky and like he won't eat it and he finally, yeah. it's like he, he takes steps and then goes back and then he's like super nervous. Yeah. It's amazing. Incredible performance. Incredible performance yep. by an animal. Shout I, out to you, Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> you can Two eat boots. whatever you want. <laughs> Two boots. <laughs> Two boots, that's Two right. Boots. <laughs> anyway, we'll do Dance with the Wolves sometime maybe, yeah. but um, the social network. Um, we have Fincher. We've been wanting to do a Fincher movie in this podcast for a while. Fincher's uh, considered a master of the craft. 
We have uh, a script written by Aaron Sorkin, who is a very well-regarded um, Oscar-winning screenwriter. Um, I know he did a lot of work on West Wing. He, he's got a lot of credits, uh, stuff you've probably seen. Um, known for very fast-paced, uh, like rhythmic, bantery dialogue, um, which I think is, is seen in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like to, to kind of kick off with just when did this movie first kind of cross your, your consciousness or what was your first experience seeing it? Um, yeah, I first watched this movie, I think, last year, maybe a couple years ago. Because I was looking at best movies of the decade list. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at a lot of those. And this, kind of surprisingly, was on in the top 10 and even the top five for a lot of the lists that I saw. Um, But also, it's 2022. So I'm not really sure. I guess I waited on it. I I sat on it for like a year, I think, and then watched it in 2021 at one point. And you think Fincher like gave himself a little fist pump when you finally yeah watched probably it? <laughs> I would imagine most directors do yeah. I would think whenever They're they like find out alert. that I watch their yeah. movies yeah a little banner drop <laughs> we got him we got him yeah and I really liked it then and I really enjoyed it this time too mm. so I'm looking forward to talking about it mm-hmm. how about you Aaron I saw it in 2010 when it came out and this might be the first movie we've done on the podcast where um my experience of it is totally different from my when I first saw it I I think I was I was much younger than you know 12 years ago a different stage of life and I I definitely just had like when I first saw this I definitely had just a surface level experience of it It was like this is the story of Facebook (laughs) like and it's entertaining it's a it's an entertaining movie like I liked it then um but I don't think I read like anything into it. I was just like, well, that was an interesting, entertaining look at the, how Facebook started. And so, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've seen it since this is my first time seeing it since 2010. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, it's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I found it interesting in other ways. I still found it entertaining and fun to watch, but yeah, like you, you describe almost perfectly me. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it roughly around the time it came out. And it was just, okay, that was a movie about faith. Like most of it, I felt like I knew in vague yep. sense, Zuckerberg, Harvard, yeah. you know, starting it out in, in colleges and eventually you know, kind of Facebook became a thing. Um, and that there was like litigation around it. I, you know, that's more or less. And I was just like, all right, it's like a little biography of how mm-hmm. Facebook came to be and with quirky dialogue and yeah. it's like very forgettable. And I had the same thing as what Ian described where, I saw all these best of the decade lists and I'm like, like this, like what? I honestly, I'm like, like I, I yeah. saw this movie. I know I saw this movie. There's nothing special about it. And I just figured there's just a lot of people with, I don't know, like bad taste. <laughs> I'm just like, it was a rough decade. I just, yeah. it's, it's but really it, like Facebook. it wasn't until like a couple of years ago, whenever it was, Ian was saying like, Hey, have you seen social network? Mm-hmm. I think it was when he had seen it and it, he started, pitching it to me like with what he had gotten out of it and mm. it made me wonder like okay like it sounds like because that was not my memory right. of having seen it you know it's just what you said I, I didn't take anything from it and so I in June I was on a flight and it was like a the in whatever movie and so I picked up on it maybe 
I don't know, 45 minutes from the end. So I watched the last 45 minutes mm. and got sucked into it. And then the movie kicked over again uh-huh. and I watched the first like hour. <laughs> yeah. And so it was a really interesting experience watching the end mm. and then almost immediately watching the beginning, like out of order. Mm. Yeah. But it really heightened my appreciation because the very end scene of this movie and the very beginning scene yeah. of this movie, I know we talk about this all the time in the podcast, but this is another movie that really demonstrates that that concept and so i figured i'd kind of launch it from there yeah they're also really the beginning and the end scene are also just good scenes in of themselves they're both really like the beginning is whenever he's talking to his girlfriend erica and you just get so much of his uh, his personality and the way that he acts towards people in that and just he's like firing off and he'll ask a question and then she'll come back but then he's already answering like another question that he asks like a two sentences ago and it's just him like kind of like he's you can just see that he's operating at this other level which is just in the, the dialogue is, is really snappy he's <laughs> operating at another level I, well, I mean kind of I, yeah. I had another word for that <laughs> yeah I mean he's also just being a jerk okay. but like but he also is you can tell like the way that his brain is moving the way that it's working and the way that he sees things I feel like how much overlap do you feel you feel? <laughs> I was waiting for this. I knew this would come. Yeah. <laughs> if I say a lot, is yeah. that is that good or bad? I want a bad? percentage. I want an actual number. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say, I wish that I was more yeah. like him. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that probably doesn't bode well for me. But so everything I will like say the, that. the genius programmer part. Yeah, that's the part you wish. And that's the part that I wish. Yeah. yeah. The billionaire part. Yeah. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. That'd be great. Maybe <laughs> not the jerk part of it so much, but, <laughs> but yeah, they did. Uh, another thing that I thought was interesting. I'll just mention is yeah. I felt like they did the comp sci undergrad scene really well. Like it was probably the movie that I appreciated at the most. And even whenever he's talking about doing his, like, like hacking into the different groups and getting yeah. all their pictures. Like that's all pretty much real stuff. Like, okay. I was going to ask you about, about that. that. Yeah. Like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like the most accurate that I've seen in a Interesting. movie. Yeah. It's, it's like super technical, mm-hmm. but it's well done. It's like, yeah. kudos to Sorkin because it's well written. Like I, I was, it didn't like put me off even right. though it was like incredibly technical, mm-hmm. but yeah, I wonder like what, what was he doing? It's like, all pretty. Well, that's the thing is that what he's actually doing. Yeah. And now the podcast yeah. becomes <laughs> no, me no, talking I actually about had this the same thing. thought Aaron did. Like when we did Myrowitz, I kind of walked through like the experience I had living in New York yeah. and what yeah, I wrote. Yeah. So I'm curious, just like I had known nothing about computers. So I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. I'm well, just- yeah. And so what he's actually doing is relatively simple. And mm. that's what makes it. I think that's what makes it more realistic is that a lot of times what you're trying to do some, what you're trying to do with programming is uh, like a relatively simple task. But the thing about computers is that they can just do something over and over again very quickly. And so all he's doing is he's just writing these little scripts to go down and pull all these pictures off of websites. So if you're going to do that manually, you'd have to like go to each individual, you know, profile. Like if you're trying to get somebody's profile picture off of Facebook and you want to do that for a hundred people, if you go to each of their pages and like right click on it and like mm-hmm. copy that, you know, it's like, that's going to take you yeah. a while. Right. So he's basically doing that, but just doing it through scripting. And so he's able to automate that process. And, but since each house's website is different, then he has to change the way that he's doing it for each house. And that's like the process gotcha. that he goes through. Yeah. I, f- I find that scene interesting. Cause it's it like Facebook, it is kind of like the entry into, into humanity of like, um, 
maybe not the concept overall, but just like in that way of like, like human data, like their information as like commodity and like that it's already, it's just out there mm-hmm. and it's available and you can pull it and the way that you rearrange it, it suddenly becomes valuable or the way you present it or whatever it is, however you would say that, but that suddenly it has value in some way. And I was like, eh, that was interesting mm-hmm. to, he just kind of like stumbled upon that. Yeah, and like, he didn't really, he wasn't doing anything crazy, but it was just like something that nobody had done before. And he wasn't necessarily doing anything. Like he says he's like, at one point he uses the word hacking, but he's not really like breaking into anything. He's just <laughs> pulling down pictures from the internet and then he just puts them up in a different right. format, which yeah, is, is interesting. Website? <laughs> you have to slow down Tim's, yeah, Tim's having a hard time over here he's still writing down right click I, I, I did yeah. want to check though the, the scene where he's like in the lecture hall mm-hmm. and then like they, they pass up the node and it's like some girl mad at him and he is like that what you're talking off. about the computer science scene uh, I was talking about whenever he yeah when he was drunk oh, and, yeah 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 okay. but mm-hmm. the, that scene and the professor like has this like like a problem, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he thinks that Zuckerberg like doesn't know he's like oh you know you're quitting or something like that and he like yeah. boom answers it was that at all a real like that yeah. was like uh-huh. five miles over my yeah, head yeah yeah no that's a real thing yeah okay. he's talking about Four virtual packets or addresses yeah. <laughs> yeah. right yeah I was I'm like, just what? like wait yeah <laughs> he's touching he's talking about virtual addressing inside of a a, a memory space so I, yeah, I'm not gonna. It still means nothing. Go into yeah. It. yeah. Are you making that up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could totally make all this. It's up. all in the mainframe. <laughs> if you guys understood the mainframe, you would get it. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just. I, mean, I will say though, the only thing that I felt was not very accurate was the ratio of girls and guys in his class. In his class. It was like 50-50, <laughs> and that is nowhere near accurate. <laughs> Maybe at Harvard, but I I doubt it because I'm pretty sure most comp sci. Uh, most comp side departments are like 80, 20 or so, <laughs> but that was the only inaccuracy. I felt like the rest of it was pretty spot on as far as the computer science stuff yeah. goes, Yeah, which I appreciated it. I feel like it made it more watchable for me, but it didn't seem like if you didn't know any of that stuff, it would like really take you out of it. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's well written because mm-hmm. it is technical and it's accurate, but it, it wasn't yeah. like put It's how put I feel off. watching space movies when they're taught or, you know, right. certain things and you just kind of go with it because- like Interstellar. It well, definitely not Interstellar, <laughs> but uh, good space movies. You just kind of go <laughs> with it. Um, yeah. Maybe we can get the chicken to explain it to us. In, in layman's terms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, Aaron already tried to eat him. So <laughs> that just happened off mic a couple minutes ago. I was like, yeah, Ian, explain <laughs> hacking. <laughs> the perfect diversion. <laughs> Aaron, but what you were saying earlier um, kind of sticks in my mind. You were talking about how just the, this data is out there and, and humanity, just people being social and, and living their lives. And mm. I think what I found, I, I could go with all the tech stuff because I can't follow it anyway. So I just accept it on faith. But mm-hmm. well, here, let, let, let's just agree in this podcast. We know this is not a literal depiction of faith. Like, I'm not that interested in like, well, this is how it really happened. And this is what really sure. like. We know this is a highly dramatized. I almost would can conceive of it completely independent of like the real marks. You know, to me, what's interesting about the movie is not how it's tethered to real life. But so the reason I say that is like 
there are these like aha moments, you know, it, it's very, it's like movie magic where he's just hacking at the, or I guess not hacking, uh, <laughs> clacking, you know, whatever. He's, he's writing code. Typing. But then it's just like these epiphanies, you know, yeah. of like people just want to spy or not spy, but like people, you know, it's about hooking up. It's about like, it's not like knowing or judging people. It's, it's the people, you know, you know, and, and right. did that. Mm -hmm. like what makes Facebook different than these other iterations earlier? Facebook's not the first social media, you know, compared to MySpace. whatever, right. Right, right. All these other ones, but it's the one that it, it hooked like a part of, of human like mm -hmm. longing and psychology. And that I, I think is, is interesting. And the, the movie depicts that Yeah, maybe the arrival of it, it's a little bit of a Eureka moment. That's probably not real, but the, the idea itself mm -hmm. I think is very interesting. Um, and, and just the way you see how it's like applied in like college life. And then, you know, you've seen it, you know, travel around the world. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there room for that in, in the... <laughs> Is this my podcast now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Uh, wait, did you have a question well, yeah, or what no, was your, I, I, like... was, I was more just riffing on what, what Aaron was saying is it, it sparked that thought in my own mind. But um, like the tech side, you know, putting putting that aside, I do think the way it opens with his conversation with, with Erica... And then she eventually just breaks up with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you, like, like what, what are the longings we're seeing on display there? Both the desires, it may be a positive sense, and then the desires that are fueling some of his uh, neuroses or mm -hmm. whatever, in whatever. <laughs> what was the word you used earlier? The, a higher level. What, what's oh, making yeah. him operate at yeah, a higher yeah, level? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I do think like it, it, it's setting right the stage. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's laying out his motivations in the movie. I think is consistent throughout. You know, as we see in the the final scene. So, um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. It's interesting because he he feels like a nobody, but like he's a Harvard student. Like he's he is accomplished in some way already, and he's he's not like he's a computer science major. Like he, he appears to be gifted and like, you know, talented in the area. Like, so, um, <clears throat> but it's still not satisfying to him. Like there's still, it's like, he just wants to keep like setting himself apart and apart and apart. And it hints at it a little bit. It seems like, and I don't know his actual background. I don't, I don't actually know much about Mark Zuckerberg, but he seems to, at least not be wealthy or come from a wealthy background. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what his... Well, he needed to borrow money or, you know, right. he wasn't self-financing. Mm -hmm. So that's a fair right. inference, I think. I, I think uh, Eduardo had to give him like $1,000, which is, a, I mean, it's a lot for most college kids, but it's also not like a... Yeah. Like mm -hmm. a mind-blowing amount of money. And it's like, he didn't, he couldn't even come up with $1,000, you know? And, um, like I said, not trying to like make light of that. That, that is, <laughs> that would be... <laughs> that'd be a good amount of money for me. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but he's not a nobody, but he feels that way, I guess is kind of what I took out of the first, mm -hmm. one of the things I took from that first scene. Yeah. And I think he even says at one point, like, how do you distinguish yourself from a group of people that all made perfect scores on right. the SAT? Right. So it's like, he has this idea of like, we basically have all done as well as we could, but how do we get better than that? And you've kind of talked about that, Tim, of just going to law school mm -hmm. in New York and like all of a sudden you're in this group of people that had all been the best where they were and now they're all thrown together. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you see that mm -hmm. in him. And, but it is interesting cause he's not even being the best where he was, where I have no idea where he was or what his family's like either, but wherever he was, he was 
probably the best. And then now he's at this group of right. other people where they're, they were all the best, but he still has the drive to be the best there, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, like uh, I agree with that with maybe a slight, I don't think it's a drive to prove that he's the best. I think he thinks he's the best and wants other people to see it. He wants, everyone to know he wants it. people to agree with him that he's the best. Like, yeah. It's a slight, yeah. maybe a slight mm -hmm. tweak. No, I'd agree with that. Cause yeah. he, he laments like, yeah, I have a 1600 SAT, but so do, you know, right. all these other people. He's probably the first one ever from his high school. Right. To, you know, mm -hmm. back home, it was a big deal. Right. But he's just looking around. He's like, well, yeah. I know I'm 60, but like these yeah. other people can have an equal claim. Right. And then he gravitates to like crew and he just like, well, those guys can have a 16 out of it in their crew. Like that's a, a, something that makes them stand right. out. That, you know, it draws eyes. It, it's a desirable trait. Mm -hmm. And then he, you see the, like the parent, uh, he, he starts going down that line and he accuses his girlfriend cause she, you yeah. know. What's the easiest one to get into? Yeah. And she even makes like a comment about crew or like that oh. being desirable. And he right. immediately interprets that as a slight. And yeah. then what you said, like yeah. he's finding reason to be insulted. Right. And it reminded me of Harold Meyerowitz or, you know, mm -hmm. he has all these things, but he's fixated mm -hmm. on what he doesn't have. So he's yep. blind to what he does have. And part of just the makeup of, of Zuckerberg or in, in the movie, I'll just call him Zuck because we're, we're good friends. Yeah. Zuck. <laughs> the Zuck. Uh, yeah. The, the Zuck. Zuck. <laughs> Is, I think it's just a defining trait for the character mm -hmm. um, because it, it doesn't let him be complacent or it doesn't let him like, there's something driving that, that forward motion, but it's not just, I think, achievement for the sake of achievement. Or, yeah. yeah. And I, I think there, there's like so many talented people, Eduardo, the Winklevoss, the Winklevoss. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of dismisses all of them. And Sean Parker's like the one guy who really captivates Zuckerberg, his attention. And I think it's that. I think Sean Parker presents a path to like, everyone can know how special you are and you are special. Right. That's essentially what he's telling him. He's the first one who kind of crosses his path in the movie. Who's saying like, you are special. Mm -hmm. You've done something special. You cannot follow these kind of like typical pathways because mm -hmm. those are pathways for suckers. You know, you need your own special pathway and Zuckerberg just bites it. Like the guy who's been so he's smarter than he's always the smartest guy in the room. He can think two steps ahead of everyone. He totally falls for this Sean Parker guy and just he's all in on on mm -hmm. his his plan and his path. And I think because Sean Parker is he's the only one who's speaking to like that ego, that that desire to like everyone needs to know how special I am. I think that, but also too that Sean Parker's kind of demonstrated that he can do it too. Yeah, like he he has he's really done the only the only thing. Or there's a lot of other people I guess that have done that, but they're similar ages and they have gone through like kind of similar things. And I think Sean Parker has seen, he's done what Zuckerberg wants to do. Yeah. And so I think that lends a lot of credibility to his words. And then he also has this very like Gregorious yeah. uh, personality. It's almost, he does talk a good game though, Sean Parker. Cause <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, cause yeah. he's like there, they make fun of like he's homeless, like, and he's mm -hmm. been ousted out of like his two projects. And so like, he doesn't, it's like he knows how to get there, but he doesn't know how to like close or finish. Well, it's a great like Rorschach test because you can look at Sean Parker and right. see someone who's essentially homeless, someone who has right. gotten sued and lost everything. Mm -hmm. And really he doesn't have an education to fall back on, doesn't have a job, is just essentially, you know, couch surfing. And viewed one way, I think the way Eduardo sees him, yeah, it, you know, he's kind of a live wire. He bombs out of these startups. He, sure, he just yeah. is a little unstable. 
But viewed another way, he's the guy who invented Napster, which yeah. maybe isn't lucrative. Maybe got sued and shut down because the powers that be put their foot down. Right but it disrupted the industry. Yeah. And like he had that little exchange with Arwaro mm -hmm. where it was like, like you lost in like in court. Right. But then he was, so he said, I forget the exact- He changed the music industry. But it was though. just like, yeah. like is Tower Records going to exist right. in five years? Right. Mm -hmm. It was like his retort or something along those yeah. lines. He's like, do you want to own Tower Records? Right. Like, so it's, you what's don't. your definition yeah. of right. success? If it's right. money and if it's stability and a job and like a title, right. like he's a failure. Yeah. If your definition of success is disruption, of breaking new ground, mm -hmm. of being an innovator, of bringing the world to a new yeah. place, he's a wild success. Which, so Eduardo, and that's right. the complete, it puts mm -hmm. its finger right on the yeah. divide where Zuckerberg feels misunderstood by everyone around yeah. him except Parker. Cause I don't think he's not trying to monetize Facebook. No. He, mm -hmm. he, 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 wants to see, he keeps saying, I want to see where I don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. And it's like that language of like a creator who, you know, it's almost like Facebook's this organic thing and he mm -hmm. just wants to see it grow. He's a cultivator. He, he's, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just a mentality, yep. you know, and I think very few people, have that. I think it's a distinguishing feature of that kind of yeah. thinker. Uh, yeah. I think that's part of what makes the movie interesting yeah. too, is because if he mm -hmm. just wanted money, if he was just going, that's not that interesting. There's a lot of people like that, but you do see some amount of purity in him of that. He just wants to build something that he thinks is cool and that other people think is cool at the end of the day, <laughs> which I think is relatable. I think we all have yeah. that in different ways. Like the mediums, maybe not Tim, <laughs> but I think the mediums differ, but most people have that where yeah. there's something that we would do that we would, you know, would do it even without getting paid and we probably do it without getting paid, but we just want to enjoy it and we want other people to enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. I would feed chickens to chickens without getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Peter that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I think that's part of what's woven into the film is this, you're seeing like that founder mentality that, mm -hmm. you know, breaking new ground. Like it, it's hard and I, I don't, Napster was a big deal. Like, yeah. It, I was like perfectly aged. Yeah, like, it was past for me. Yeah, a little past for I, you. I kind of like, missed it, yeah. No, it for was a me, big deal, yeah. just quick timeline of the Gillen household growing up. Like, I didn't own a computer until 1996. I was a junior in high school. Internet, dial-up internet where you like took the phone wire out of your phone and plugged mm -hmm. it into the computer and no one could call your house. No one could use the phone while no you one could were use on the house. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah we got that in 96. Yeah. Okay, I graduated high school in 97, started college in 97. I got my own like little desktop computer for school, which was a big deal. Like we had word processors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. the little, you know, the, the electrified typewriter essentially with like a computer monitor. Like that's what I did all my papers on it in high mm -hmm. school and everything. And so I think my sophomore year is when I remember Napster hitting and it was just like the whole local area network thing where like internet yep. didn't have to be dial up was like, like it was a privilege of being on a college campus at the time because mm -hmm. no one else mm -hmm. had that. Or like just at home you didn't. And then it was just like, I could click on a thing and there'd be like thousands of songs yeah. all. And it was just like, you drag it into your thing. And then suddenly Burn I CDs and like <laughs> at the time, it's just like, you know, we have, you just, yeah. whatever song you want, you go to Spotify, you, like back, right. you just did not have that. No. And then suddenly it went from, I'd have to buy a CD because right. I saw one song on the radio that I liked and I'm hoping yeah. the other 11 <laughs> are worthwhile. Weren't. And it usually wasn't, right? It usually weren't. To like, I can custom make, yeah. uh, you know, this infinite yep. amount of, it, it was 
mind blowing. Yeah. It was like, this is too good to be true. And it wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> and they came, you know, and it got shut down, but it was, it was never the same. And right. like this movie's in 03, like, like that is ringing yeah. in the ears of like all these people, you know, and, and it, it just set in motion. Like the world was never the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even kind of, in that same vein while I was watching this, it just made me think of like the power dynamics are shifting at this mm-hmm. point in the world. Like you kind of have you, cause you have the business you, and, and you have that represented at Harvey. You have this old money, this old, you know, like the Winklevoss, you have their, <laughs> their uh, dad and they're obviously extremely wealthy yeah. and you have that. But then you start getting these like Sean Parker and like Zuckerberg, you have these tech guys who all of a sudden can make themselves very, very powerful through just what they know and through like this kind of new magic internet stuff that a lot of people don't really know anything about. Mm-hmm. And then they can use that. And then all of, a, all of a sudden, like he becomes the youngest billionaire ever. And then after that, and now a lot of, I mean, there's obviously still Wall Street money, but like a lot, I mean, Apple, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Amazon those yeah. are all the biggest companies mm-hmm. and they all started in garages, you know, yeah. IBM, like, and they were all just these tech guys now and a lot of that. And and so I, I like the way that the movie showed that power shifting and how Zuckerberg was using that. Because I, I think a lot of that was him using the things that he had and like the abilities that he had at his disposal to gain power to like pull power back. Because he's obviously like kind of the comments that they're making at the beginning of the movie he, he can't go row crew. Like right. he just can't like his, he's not tall enough. He's not strong enough, but he is really smart. And so he's able to use his brain to be able to like snatch power in this world where like, if he couldn't do that, you know, he wouldn't, there really wouldn't be that much for him. Like if he didn't live in a world where being smart really got you somewhere, then he, he would be kind of at a loss cause he doesn't really have that much else. He's, he's not very likable yeah. and he's not very strong. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think just seeing the power dynamics work out of like, it's kind of like a microcosm of what's going on at a macro level mm-hmm. at that time. And I thought that was really interesting. It was just seeing him interact with different kinds of people. Yeah. And Cause it really, it's, it's a paradigm shift, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A big one and a, a massive one. And, and you see like a, a college sophomore who's otherwise, you know, smart, obviously gifted to be that kind of student at that kind of school. But like the start of the movie, there's several hundred kind of similarly situated, at least on the surface. And then you have like you have this internet thing, and then like the scene with uh, where they crash the Harvard network, mm-hmm. and you, know, you get yeah. the the, the yeah, old yeah. guy who's yep. you know you don't get to run anything at Harvard without being right. somewhat accomplished, right? And he's like supposedly like an expert, and he, at the disciplinary hearing, you know, he's just like you know, it, it, but it's the world where a college sophomore yeah. and an established like professional guy actually are on pretty equal because it's such an emerging technology mm-hmm. and a lot of times young minds can, they're, they're more flexible or willing to push envelopes or, or see where, you know, and I don't know. I just like those little touches are Cause it, it does, it's the movie's just pregnant with like that, those power dynamics and that paradigm shift. It was a unique time. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, I mean, in that disciplinary hearing, he really has all of the power in that room and it's like him and, 
however, like 15, 20 Harvard executives, but he, he knows that he has all the power. And I think that is a different, the, there's a shift there. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it's and a it, different way. Cause to it also goes with the, when they, the Winklevi go to Larry Summers, the school president mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. this, like they stole and here's the handbook, you know, it's that very old fashioned yeah. kind of, or even they didn't want to sue cause we're Harvard men and this yeah. is dishonorable. And, right. and like, Larry Summers is like whole thing is just like <laughs> like this is kids play right. like it's like someone stole someone else's lemonade mm-hmm. from a lemonade that he didn't uh, this yeah. was the commerce they took secretary recipe, lemonade recipe. right yeah. and he's thinking of just right. he, you know I, I'm sure looking back if, if he knew that this was Facebook sure I me mean, I'm not saying he would have done anything I mean I don't know that Harvard you can't really claim theft or, you know the, it was lame the, the appeal to the student handbook but yeah. I think if he had appreciated the gravity of that kind of dispute or what they were fighting over you know that's Facebook in hindsight mm-hmm. you know at the time it, but that's the stage of life that it was at it, it, everything felt small because yeah. the internet hadn't matured mm-hmm. and um, and I also think it's part of uh, it was very interesting to me how Zuckerberg, like, like in the old order of things, the Winklevoss, the Winklevi, <laughs> they're rich. They're, you know, they're, they're however many generations of Harvard, you can tell they're very deeply connected. They're mm-hmm. very well resourced. They're, you know, whatever, six, five, two twenty. <laughs> There's two of them. <laughs> two they're of them. Olympic level rower. Yeah. Just the absolute picture of like privilege. And they're in this secret society that Zuckerberg so desperately wants to be part of one mm-hmm. and not just the lame one, like a good one. And they think they look and they're like, we have this great idea and we're us. <laughs> Who are we going to exploit to build it? We don't want to get our hands dirty actually building it. They don't have the, the chops to actually build it. Mm-hmm. They're just, it's kind of the way of the world. Went. Like mm-hmm. I have an idea. Let me find a nerd to do it. And then I'll mm-hmm. get all the, you know, and they settle and, and their orientation to him is like, we're blessing you mm-hmm. by like dignifying your existence, by bringing you not all the way into their secrets. You know, the, yeah. he had so to the stay bicycle in the, room. Right, yeah. the bicycle room. I was like, what's wrong with that? Right. But they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like, that's where I would want to go. Yeah. <laughs> go, no <laughs> further. Go, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. They put their best room out yeah. in the front where anyone Who opens be, with that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know It's what? Harvard. It's what Harvard. do I know? <laughs> but yeah, it's like that. It shows the flattening because they think they're doing him a favor and he, I think takes special delight in, yeah. in yep. tweaking that like, he accepts the assignment and having no intention of doing it. <laughs> and it's an interesting, you know, like was their idea really Facebook? Like, I don't, th- I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's reasonable minds can differ. Like they, they influence this, th- at least as depicted in the movie, uh, who knows in real life, but right. it's yeah, depicted yeah. in the movie, the movie yes. I think it, it influenced his thinking in a certain way, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about that, but who, I mean, yeah, who can say it didn't seem like they definitely didn't have the same vision for it right. that he did. Cause he, he had a vision for it very early and I think his mindset was is pretty much always that growing and get bigger mindset. But their vision with, for it was we're Harvard, we're exclusive, we're right. selling exclusivity. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Harvard old thing. Harvard. Mm-hmm. It's just because they that, even yeah. changed the name at some point. It's it's originally called Harvard something. The Harvard Connection. Yeah. The Harvard, Harvard Connection. Connection. And then later on in the movie, they're like, oh, we changed the name. It's University yeah. or like college. I think it, no, I think it was Harvard U. I think it was still. I think it was. Still oh, Harvard. I thought okay, maybe I, I think, got it wrong, but. 
But that's not what made Facebook. It wasn't the exclusivity. Right. And I know uh, it yeah. started only on college campuses, but mm-hmm. it kept pushing out. Yeah. And what his Zuckerberg's like epiphany was, it, it was the almost like snooping on people, you know, or, or like putting that version of yourself out there so other people can see it. Not snooping right. is the wrong word, but it's not the exclusivity. It's the connectedness, Yeah, of, you know, and that's not their idea at all. And had he just built what they asked and handed it over and walked away, like this release, this version of Facebook never happens, you know? Yeah, the the relationship status thing is right. kind of like, like what you're talking about because there's things that people do want to know about each other, but there's not always like easy ways to like right. find out, like, are you exactly. single? Like, uh, I don't know. And so it's, it's like kind of become this thing like, well, I can just go on social media and find out either through relationship status or I can just search through your pictures. <laughs> oh, it seems like you do, you are dating someone like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And I think it's like, you know, uh, Zuckerberg's thing was like college campuses where he started there. Cause that's where he was. And that's what he was familiar with. And he knew there's these like layers of data that are accessible that are like people would really value but like you said, like his, his vision was bigger than that. It was like, cause then it starts becoming like, what other data is out there that people are interested in that I can just take? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just out there, like in the cloud, you know, I don't it's, know. Like, cloud. it's just there. Ian. like, you just take it. <laughs> you just walk out. You just hack it. And, yeah. You just hack and then you have it. And <laughs> Step three, profit. <laughs> profit. That's right. One of my favorite little random scenes is when, um, Eduardo, like he has like like the psycho girlfriend or whatever, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's just like, "You haven't changed your status to say yeah. you're in a relationship." Yeah. And he's just like, uh, like they they made a profile when I first joined the company right. or whatever. You know, like he's yeah. like, "I don't even know how." Right, like the co-founder <laughs> like, of Facebook, can't yeah, changes relationship status. <laughs> but it showed it yeah. like you know that the mentality had already shifted. She was right. snooping on her, her boyfriend's Facebook to get. Right. It's like I know what he's telling me, but what's he really what's he thinking? Yeah. What's he really uh-huh. doing? And like the real genius of that is, is that college age is when you're really obsessed with what, right. what I'm trying to signal to other people, what are those like, who am I superior to? Who am I inferior to? What am I looking, you know, how am I feeling better about myself? Cause look at me, I'm at this party, this exclusive party, this secret society, this, or these people like, right. you know, and then there's the being drunk and angry in your dorm room looking and, you know, and, and yeah. both of those feelings are like addictive in a certain way or mm-hmm. like they strike to the core of like human desire and in, in as far as a, a motivator. And I think he recognized, or at least as depicted in the movie, like recognized the power of that before in a way that I don't think anyone else right. did. Well, and one thing too that, I, th- I think one of the reasons that I really like this movie is you see it really early in that first conversation that he has. I feel like this movie is really about, it's just about connecting. And I think that's why it's so interesting that it's mm-hmm. about Facebook, but even if it wasn't about Facebook, even if it's just, uh, you know, some other guy who creates some other company to me, I feel like it really is just about connecting and it's about him trying to connect with other people, but failing to do that for different reasons. And so I think even he has, a somewhat unique perspective because I think people who are just naturally really good at connecting with other people for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I think don't have to think as hard about it. And so I would, I think I, I would argue that he, the way that he thinks about it, I think is somewhat developed by the fact that he 
almost has to think about it to be able to make friends and to be able to make mm-hmm. relationships in ways that other people don't. And then like kind of pair that with his very analytical mind and he's able to like make it into an algorithm almost or make it into quantifiable things yeah. like the relationship status what would that, help him make friends. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like other people might not have thought of that, but it's really sad because you see his, they kind of tie that in at the end yeah. too of just like, is he really a jerk or, you know, what, it, what's going on with him? But really, and, and also too, throughout the whole movie, he obviously has a hard time connecting with people. That's like very obvious. And, and so I think that's kind of how I read the movie in general. It's just, it's essentially just his way of trying to connect with people that ultimately fails. We're talking is, about Zuckerberg here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about Zuckerberg. <laughs> Not anybody that I know, that's for sure. No, I think that's a great insight and I think that's a great point. And I'm actually really curious what you think, but also what you think, Aaron. You saw this, this is 2010. In 2010, when this movie came out, Facebook, I think, was still, I mean, it was a various style, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. wildly successful, a big dog in the, the tech scene, but... I feel like in 2020, it's kind of understood the 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 negative externalities or right. the the ways that social media has like had a lot of harmful. Mm-hmm. I don't, and maybe my memory is not super clear. My at least intuitive sense is that in 2010, a lot of that wasn't widely understood. Um, yeah, I don't I guess, remember that. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is is the experience of watching it in 2010, mm-hmm. and then the experience of watching it like Ian didn't see it until you know, a decade plus after right. with the context mm-hmm. right. of how social media has had this effect. Like, I, I wonder if seeing this in 2010 and then seeing this in 2020, knowing the distance that social media, Facebook in particular has traveled in those 12 years alters or makes you not, not alters. Cause I think it's there no matter what, but maybe sharpens the contrast or makes you feel it more with all that context of like how social media does hollow out these feelings of isolation. And I don't know. It's just, I'm curious. I I do think um, it makes for a different experience watching the movie because I'm trying to remember like 2010, I agree with you. Like I don't remember like feeling, I I absolutely didn't feel the way that I (laughs) feel now about Facebook back then. And I don't think that, that was like common, like a shared feeling that we had the way that so many people feel now. And I just remember back then, like Facebook, 2010 Facebook being like this kind of cool way to, to keep in touch with people from Mm -hmm. the past or people Mm -hmm. you knew, you know, from different places and you'd all kind of gone your separate ways and you could keep up with their life and stay in touch and kind of keep some of your dynamics of like joking and whatever Mm -hmm. going. That's the way I really used it. And, um, just as I got older, it became less and less. I mean, I don't have a Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think I became less and less interested, more and more invested in my life where I'm at at the same time that it was kind of becoming clearer and clearer. Like, okay, there are some like, you know, yeah. seriously negative things about social media. And so just becoming more cautious, my own personal choices with it and um, watching it now. I don't know. It, it I do see the like kind of what you're saying, Ian. Like the Ian's on Facebook. Right yeah, Ian's now, on so. Facebook right now. I am. I'm trying to see if it. It won't tell me when I joined. I was trying to see when I joined Facebook. I felt like it would be some fun context. 
Yeah. I remember, so my brother was the first one I ever knew who had Facebook. And it was when you needed a college yeah. email to mm. join it. Um, Cause he came, he came home from school and he was like showing it to us. I remember my parents, we were all there sitting, like cavemen, just yeah. oh, oh, like <laughs> standing around the computer, like, Oh, what is, you know, like, what is this? And uh, it was just, it was all college kids. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't much longer after that when it kind of became available to everyone else. And so I joined not too long after that, but um, I don't know. I, I agree with you, Ian, like, Watching the movie, like it's, it kind of reminds me of like Jurassic Park or um, Ad Astra. Like the idea of like you, you got so excited by, well, I don't know what this thing is. Mm -hmm. Like it could be like, mm -hmm. let's just see it grow mm -hmm. that you didn't stop to think like, should we? And it's hard. It's one of the things like you, you can't know, like who, like even Zuckerberg, like mm -hmm. how could he even know mm -hmm. what this thing would become? And, he didn't. Mm -hmm. And so I do have some like, like I understand. I watch this and I understand. I don't, I don't think he, in, he made this intending to like mm -hmm. for Facebook to become what it is. Um, and for the guy who, you know, I believe when he's young, he didn't care about money. And it was, it really was this adventure and this, what, what could this become? Um, I do think he's developed <laughs> appetites and things at yeah. this point. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's quite so innocent anymore, but um, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 I feel like the movie is aged well in a sense with all of these findings with social media, because the movie I think is pointing at this disconnection or like this wanting to connect, but not able to do it, but doing it, finding these ways around that and finding these somewhat super superficial ways to do that. And then with us having all these studies now on social media and just the realizations that those connections aren't very real, I feel like it mm. it ages very well in that way. It's almost like Fincher knew that. Like, uh, Yeah, it feels prophetic in some way. Yeah, like that movie could does, come out yeah. in 2022. Right. You'd be like, wow, like that's right. exactly, you know. Yeah, well, that's what, I, whenever I first watched this movie, I had just watched The Social Dilemma, which mm -hmm. is a documentary on Netflix, which is basically just saying social media is bad for you. Here's why. Like, here's a bunch of people that yeah. worked at these tech companies and they'll tell you about how it's engineered and, you know, just all this stuff that everybody, it feels like to me at least is common knowledge at this point to one degree or another. And after watch, so I watched that and I was like, yeah, I mean, everybody knows social media is bad for you, but everybody's still on it. But then watching this movie, it made me want to be off of any sort of social media a lot more than watching the social dilemma, just because mm -hmm. you see there's something about the way, like what it came from and the way it's monetized and just how I think even just characterizing or putting faces to like how that disconnection, even at a, even at the starting level, even if it's not actually how it happened, it personifies it in a way that it just makes it feel really like gross. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt whenever I watched it. Cause at the end it says something like there's, you know, 500 million users on Facebook right now. And that was in, in 2010. 2010. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, if you count that and Instagram now, cause Facebook 
also yeah. or uh, Meta. Sorry, owns. Meta. <laughs> sorry, Zuckerberg, if you're listening. Oh, well, he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, you know, it's like they, there's so many users now mm-hmm. uh, throughout all their platforms and yeah, it's just, it's just crazy, but it's sad too. I think that that's what I mostly got from this. Maybe not mostly, but I think it really hit me of just how sad that is. Like that, that loss of connection is a very sad thing and it's not the point of the movie, but social media does mm-hmm. contribute to loss of connection. And So let me ask you, I, one of the questions I jotted down um, that I thought would be interesting to ask, what made him turn on Eduardo? Like, what do you think? You know, it's just, he was his only friend. Mm-hmm. And we can talk, I mean, we didn't really talk about like the structure of this movie is super interesting. You have the kind of classic biography part. But then it quickly, the whole movie is cutting back and then there's two depositions for two different lawsuits, one mm-hmm. with the Winklevoss, one Winkleby, and one with Eduardo. And he's right. testifying or, you know, doing depositions and the story's told through lawsuits, mm-hmm. <laughs> through broken relationships, you know. Right. One with the Winkleby who I think reasonable minds can differ. The way I was engaging with it is uh, frivolous might be too strong of a word, but them being pissed off that their idea and just making a money grab and the lawyer even compared it to a speeding ticket, just pay them off and keep yeah. going. Like, I don't think they were people of substance, but Eduardo is, it's yeah, this his friend. Uh, yeah. And, and like the one friend and someone who does struggle with connection, Eduardo was able to overlook some of the relational mm-hmm. sharp edges of Zuckerberg and, and had a, seemingly genuine um, friendship. And I, I think it's an interesting question. Like, like given that in someone who clearly yearns for connection, but isn't enslaved to it, right? Like there's competing desires, but like what made him, that was a screw job. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was a, a cold blooded, yeah. like eyes wide open. I am misleading you. And then, I mean, that yeah. is a billions of dollars. I mean, it ended up being, you know, Settlement aside, like that, that was a yep. major, it wasn't, you know, anyway, you get it. Like what? <laughs> lots what, what, of money. Yeah. Lots of <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought about this before. I think kind of my initial read on it is that he, I think he really does have a chip on his shoulder Like, I think that, so we're always talking about stories and kind of stories. Yeah, there's a lot of different stories, like stories we tell other people. And even Facebook kind of plays into that. Mm -hmm. You have the story that you tell other people, then you have stories that you tell yourself, you have stories that culture tells you, whatever. And I think he has these stories about himself, and some of them are very favorable and some aren't. So, like, one of the things is that he is just legitimately smarter and, like, better than everybody else, even on the Harvard campus, I think. He thinks that, that he is better. But I think one of the other stories that he kind of tells himself is that he has a hard time connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. Um, But I also think that he kind of reinforces that because it's like, I think he could have gotten along. I mean, he had a girlfriend, you know, it's like, I think he could have gotten along with her and tried to get along with her. Um, But he, he has this chip on his shoulder. Like whenever she says, what's the easiest to get into, he, like you're saying, Tim, he like really gets offended at that and like fires back at that. And, and so I think that is what like fuels that rift between him and Eduardo is that 
he, I think he is jealous that Eduardo got picked for the final club for the Phoenix club. Uh, and I think just that because he has this chip on his shoulder, anything where anybody is basically telling him that he's not as good. I think he just takes that to such an extreme level. And so I think it was, I think it was a little bit of that, but, and you see that kind of fighting back and forth where he does want Eduardo around cause they do have that connection. But then I think that, uh, with his connection with Sean Parker, that they kind of just, they like really group up and they really pair up and, then it's basically just like nobody sees things the way that I do. Nobody sees things. Nobody understands basically. Mm -hmm. And so after that happens, then he's able to cut ties with him. So I think it's kind of initially fueled by like jealousy and this uh, connection chip that he has on his shoulder. And then after that, he like, he just gets put on this different track by Parker. And I think he just doesn't really know how to come back. And in the movie, I mean, I guess we're just talking about it like it's a movie. He he feels some amount of remorse at the end whenever. Yeah, yeah. Like Parker does not at all, yeah. but he does. He feels remorse. So it was cold-blooded and it was calculated. But at the end of the day, I think he was sad that he did it. I think he felt like he made a mistake, mm-hmm. which is sad too. That's part of the things that is you just see that desire for connection, but then the way that it works out just doesn't quite work for him. Talking about Zuckerberg again. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Tom. Was a real good one. <laughs> no, because you're making a good point that I'm actually going to circle back to eventually, but I want to hear what Aaron thinks. No, I agree with what Ian says, and I think the only thing I'd add is I do think um, Parker is... I think he's acting in bad faith against Eduardo, like actively trying to cut yes, him out. Yeah. And I think Zuckerberg, I think Zuckerberg does see that like Eduardo, he doesn't share the vision that mm-hmm. Sean Parker and Mark Zuckerberg do. And I think he wants him to, he, he, he wants Eduardo to be a part of it. But when Eduardo freezes the account, that's like the final story. Zuckerberg's like, yep. he doesn't get it. He can, he can jeopardize this thing with the position and influence that he has. Like he needs to be out. And so I, I, I agree with you. Like I do think a piece of it is Eduardo getting into the Phoenix final club or <laughs> yeah. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, the chicken club. I, I do think that those exact dynamics you described are in play, but I think that kind of final straw that finally made Zuckerberg cut ties like officially was like, okay, it, it's one thing for him to not get it and to kind of like for him to kind of limp along behind us. But when he's actively like jeopardizing yeah. the future of this company, like he's got to be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, then he's done with them. Yeah. I think that's an important detail. I, I think that has, is, that's I think what compelled it. Um, and I think in a general sense, just that, that narcissism where I think he had genuine affection for Eduardo, but not enough to where he could like, kind of humble himself or, or he, he didn't stop loving himself enough to like truly let Eduardo in. Yeah. I think as much as he could, or as much as any human could get close to him, Eduardo did. But I think he looked at Eduardo and is just, I am better at everything across the board. I'm smarter. I'm more talented. I'm more, I have yeah. more to offer more to give. Like why would this secret society, you know, or I keep saying secret society, whatever it is. <laughs> it sounds cooler to me, whatever the, the club, the Phoenix club, the Phoenix club. <laughs> um, he even had that cutting thing 
like after Eduardo, you know, gets the excitement, uh, it, right. like, it was a diversity thing. Cause yeah. he's, he's like half Brazilian, he's Brazilian. half Jewish, yeah. I think, or whatever. Right. It's a diversity thing. He can't even, yeah. you know, it, it's not, it's not who you are or what you are or that they would want your company. It's, it's optics. It, you know, it, it's just those little, just kind of mm-hmm. cutting at him. And I just, he, I don't think he could abide the idea that someone else was, was special in their own way or that sounds cheesy, but you know, just why is he getting something that I should rightfully, if people recognize me for who I am, they would also see me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he just nursed that. And so I, I think it's the, when, when Eduardo froze the accounts, it wasn't just, and I think it is a huge part of it that, that he put the company at peril, but you know, or whatever, a check bounce and mm-hmm. servers go down. I don't know. Computer talk. Computer Facebook talk. never yeah. Yeah. Was it crashes <laughs> or yeah, whatever right. the, but it was also like a reminder of like, he's vulnerable to somebody. Yeah. Like he doesn't control everything. Cause mm-hmm. that was right around the time he got the angel investment money right. from, from Teal. And suddenly he just saw this opportunity, you know, of like, I'm not vulnerable. Don't need him anymore. anymore. I don't yeah. need you anymore. Yeah. And so this is my way of making you feel small again. Yeah. You know, and I think, it toggles, it's, you know, I'm reading into it, but it's almost like it toggles on and off. Like yeah. when he's threatened, he lashes. Mm-hmm. And then when he settles, then the warm feelings come back. You know, when, when he's ascended or, or yeah. keeping that, that chief throne in, in his own mind over his own little kingdom and it's unchallenged, then he can get mm-hmm. along. It, it's, you know. Yeah, it's just very much on his terms. Right. Which isn't real, that's not real connection. It's not Correct. real friendship. And Eduardo just knew how to navigate that to mm-hmm. the extent that they could work together. He just was content to let him be him, you know, and it worked because of that dynamic. But like once, you know, it, irrevocably changed the, the tenor of their relationship. Like trust was broken, uh, right. I think on both sides. Yeah, which I, I think is relatable. I mean, it, like it's kind of a cliche that just whenever money gets involved, yeah. you know, then it's really easy for any sort of relationships to blow up like family or, or romantic relationships or friendships or whatever. And so I, and I think there's a lot of different examples of that where it's like, we can kind of navigate and I feel like we talk about this all the time, but you can kind of draw your circles of like, this is, you know, don't touch this and you don't touch this. And we can navigate ourselves as friends if we just kind of have these like no talk areas. Um, but then once those get breached for whatever reason, then it's like, okay, now you're not my friend anymore. Like my, my reaction is just to cut you off. It reminds me in track with me here, but it, it reminds me of, of Daniel Plainview and there will be blood with his brother enters the scene or mm-hmm. supposedly his brother. Mm-hmm. And he allows him in, like he, he's not close to anybody allows his brother in, and then confesses like basically I hate most people. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to succeed. Like, you know, it's just, mm. that's a great scene. It's a great scene, scene, but it just that, that like self-awareness and admit it's not even about being rich. Mm-hmm. It's not even about me succeeding. It's like, I don't want anyone else to succeed. Um, you know, and then obviously that relationship deteriorates in its own way. <laughs> uh, but it is, there's only one room for one mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. succeed. And, and it's not about the money and it's not about the lifestyle. It's about winning. It's about mm-hmm. standing out. And it's not that what I have, it's you recognizing who I am and being able to like survey his kingdom and knowing that people know who I am. And but I think that, that leads to the, the other question I wanted to ask, and, and it's you were mentioning it earlier, Ian. It's it's what's posed by Rashida Jones at the end, where she says, um, 
uh, I guess you're not, you're not a, we'll go with jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a jerk, Mark. You're just trying so hard to be. And it's like, is she right? Or is she wrong? And if she is right, like, what does that mean? Like, who's trying to be a jerk or who, like, why? Or uh, what does that mean? I guess. Yeah, it's a little bit of the Eduardo thing. Like, he, Zuckerberg does, like, I, I think he, he, he genuinely likes Eduardo. He likes mm-hmm. their friendship. But when, when Eduardo, freezes the account it's a little bit of like how dare you like Mm -hmm. you came at the king like i can't tolerate that and it is that i think you described it well tim that like that there's only room for one and i think that ultimately blocks him from any kind of deep meaningful human connection and it's it's what he's doing sitting there at the end of the movie he's looking at the screen should i friend request uh erica again um it's like he cut her off because she came at the king. Like she yeah. challenged his, like his greatness. And, um, but then he's, you know, he's like, he's open to, it's like no one is, cause even when the, when Eduardo, like the screw job happens and they're, they're taking him out. Like Zuckerberg does tell Sean Parker, like you don't have to go that hard on him. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he's feeling compassionate towards, yeah. he's feeling bad towards Eduardo and, um, yeah, I guess that's my initial thought. Like, it's just, he, he does want relationship. He does care about people, but that thing that Rashida Jones is pointing out, like, and it's interesting cause I was, I was wondering like, is she saying you just try so hard to be like a jerk or is she saying you try so hard to be like, to be like, mm-hmm. hmm. and that makes you a jerk. Like, because this, there's only room for one. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're trying so hard to be like, you will be a jerk. So I don't know. Like hmm. I was, I was kind of wondering about that when I watched it, but that's interesting. Yeah. I took it as, I think she was just saying you try yeah. to be a jerk. And I think that's what she was saying. Yeah. But. That's, that's an interesting take on it though. Yeah. I took it. I think he is. I think she's wrong. I think he <laughs> is a jerk. And I think you see that in a lot of different ways, but I get what she's saying. And it is interesting of like, why would somebody try? And I think it's just that he feels vulnerable. Like he feels like he exists in this world and he can't really like the ways that he has navigated. And I think the ways that he naturally navigates, which is funny because that's kind of a Christian perspective too, is like the way that he naturally wants to navigate don't really work for him. Like he does kind of just come off as a jerk. And so, because it is very selfish and it is very narcissistic. And so he has to figure out other ways to navigate. And just because of the nature of like, who he is and the amount of money that he accumulates so quickly, you kind of have to be hard. You have to, because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to come after you for, mm-hmm. that are going to try to leech off of you. And and so I think he kind of just, he basically just realized that he has something valuable and then he just puts up all these walls. And I think he had those walls before just because he didn't really feel safe in the world. Like I think he just because of this inability to connect with people and inability to make friends. Like if you're alone, I think you're always going to have your guard up to some degree. And so I think that's what, I think that's what she sees in him. And that's she sees kind of this just like, which I think is a good read. Like she sees just this vulnerable kid who like got rich way too quickly. Didn't really have the maturity to handle it. Then still doesn't really have the maturity to handle it, but is just trying to mitigate 
I mean, even in the lawsuits, he's just trying to mitigate his losses basically. Um, and so I think that she sees that and that is a good read, but I also think that it's a very compassionate read. (laughs) I think that he is pretty narcissistic in almost every single scene, like every interaction, basically he's pretty much always thinking of himself. Mm Yeah, I think you pretty much spell out my take. Like, I think you can go to the very opening scene. Yeah. And if that's just a college guy mm-hmm. and his college girlfriend having a conversation, you'd walk away and be like, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, but I do think there's some merit to what she's putting her finger on. Yeah. I think it's a compassionate read, but mm-hmm. it's almost like, I think what she's keying in on, it's like if there's a continuum and Eduardo's on one end and Sean Parker's on the other, it's almost like Zuckerberg bought into like the influence of Sean Parker of this, we're going to change things. It's almost this higher calling. Mm-hmm. Like you have this, this yeah. whale of an idea. This isn't, you know, our Victoria's secret that, that analogy of, you know, a lot of people have small ideas and you can live a comfortable life and you can right. make millions and you can be great. But if you want to change the world, you have this obligation to, you know, and he mm-hmm. has this grandiose, you know, and, and even like I'm the CEO, you know, blankety blank and, and just, he's appealing to the ego and it's, he sees in Sean Parker, this trailblazer and he sees that it's possible. And, and I think Sean Parker's pulling like blinders off of him and showing it and, and pushing that way. But in you know, real people aside, or who know you know, whatever, right, the real yeah, Sean Parker. Yeah. But within the bounds of the movie, he is this picture of almost like a sociopathic, like no. I mean, the way he's treating Eduardo, yeah. the way he's like, yep. just the drugs, the girls, that he's completely not beholden to anyone, completely just unmoored. Really, he's just pure, like unadulterated, like it's <laughs> just that kind of guy, you know. And it's almost like Zuckerberg is intoxicated by that and wants to be that, but has too much of a conscience to yeah. go. It, like the, the Eduardo thing is the perfect when he cut him out. Like that's yep. a cold blooded move. But when Sean Parker is like twisting the knife, pulling it out and twisting it again, <laughs> yeah. and then adding another knife and <laughs> twisting that one, you know, he's just like enough is enough. And if you're truly that that jerk or that that picture on that yeah. on that spectrum, you would never even think like this guy got what's coming. Should have read the dang thing. Like it's yeah. his own fault. What are you blaming me for? Like read your dang documents. You're the CFO of this company and you yeah. signed a document. Mm-hmm. He tried to read. go there. Right. Yeah. But he couldn't but finish he it. He still yeah. had like a little bit of loyal, right. or just a little bit of effect. He's not, you know, well, he's not a uh, plain view from, right. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's what Rashida Jones or that, that character's keying right. in mm-hmm. on is like, in some ways he wishes he was, cause right. life would be easier. Yeah. If you are, if you have no human attachments and can treat people like garbage and sleep with the interns and not care and do that, yeah. like, and he just, he's still like the intern. There was another interesting scene. Like Sean mm-hmm. Parker is just like pretty girls and I can go, you know, and he's just like, it's Mark Zuckerberg. This is an intern. Like she would be so, you know, and, and he's yeah. almost bashful to yeah. even, you can tell he's like feeling it out. And then his heart sinks when, you know, he finds out Sean Parker, you know, cause he's so right. effortless with girls yeah. or just. Sean Parker doesn't care. He's like, sure, we have a thing, but. Right, you can exactly. Like, and, and he's not interested in that. Right. He, he's like still looking for those like authentic yeah. human mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. Zuckerberg's and, like crusty. He's like, oh, you have a thing. Like, right. It's like, what? right. And, and like a, a jerk or, you know, the, right. the Sean Parker didn't think that way. No. Yeah. And I think that's what she means by that. So mm-hmm. from her framing, I get what she's saying. 
if you don't accept her framing, I think she's wrong. If that's yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, she's being nice. Like she is. Well, that's her client. He's paying her firm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the cynical yeah. way of thinking about it. Tim is a lawyer after all, so I'll, I'll decode that. You, you can decode the computer language yeah, for me. I'll, I'll yeah, decode yeah. the uh, lawyer speak Perfect. for you. Yeah, they're getting millions from this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she just she's him billing that dinner. hour. Yeah. 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 She's talking. She's billing. Well, that was an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, you know, kind of bringing it, bringing it all the way in. Um, I think we're kind of sketched out what we think the movie's saying. Yeah. And, and not that there's not more angles. And again, the more I see, the more it, like time passes, the more I appreciate this. And I guess we'll talk about more of that when we rate, but yeah, like, like what are, we have this smorgasbord of ideas. And so there's this smorgasbord of, of gospel applications, but mm -hmm. like, like what, what kind of draws you as you've kind of watched this most recently? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this and there, there are a lot of different ways to take it, which is what makes the movie so good. I think to me, just kind of going with the connection theme that I felt like really hit me was just that like, because I was thinking about like, okay, let's say you have somebody like Mark, like he's very smart dude in a place for very smart people and he wants to do something with his life, you know, like, so what, and, and then you see the problems that he has with that and the issues that he gets into and kind of the holes that he digs himself. So I was just kind of thinking like, well, how is the gospel good news for Mark? And I, I think what hit me or what I was thinking about is just that, if he was living a gospel centered life, which is funny. To <laughs> you hear this? Song? Yeah. This is an invitation. I know you're listening, yeah. <laughs> but I think there really is a path where he just, I mean, obviously the movie Zuckerberg, he just could have been a lot more, he could have been a lot happier and he would have had more ways to actually connect with people. And that way, because I think, he's basically pursuing something like he's pursuing, you know, connection and just and through that, I think, and, and he's also just like his creator, um, just his creator drive. So all those things he's kind of pursuing, but essentially it's because he wants to be happy. Right. I mean, you can kind of boil a lot of that down and I think the gospel just gives a different way to do that. So it's just as a separate path. And I think the movie is trying pretty hard, especially with the last scene and even the last shot to show that he's not really happy at the end of the movie. Um, and, and I think the gospel just gives a different path by like every time where he basically like pushed back at somebody or like they got too close. Eduardo, you know, got into the Phoenix club and he like makes those cutting remarks to him. Every time that he does that, he could have just been like, if he was compassionate and if he like realized who he was and the sin that he has and like the forgiveness and all the stuff that comes along with the gospel. And he could have been like genuinely, you know, happy for him. And he could have like had this girlfriend without, you know, mocking her for going to this other college. Not that's not Harvard. Pew. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Tim can't even do that. Um, but yeah, it's like, if he could, just switch all those changes. And obviously it's not just the behavior, but it's, it's the mindset. Essentially, if he accepted the gospel and accepted that he, no matter how smart he is or how powerful even now he's become, like he's not the center of the universe, then that's going to change him into, I think it's going to give him a lot more enjoyable life, mm -hmm. which is, 
you know, that's a big statement given that he's like the youngest billionaire in the world and is As of 2010. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, he still has a lot of money. So, but I don't know, but I think at least from the movie depiction, he's not happy at the end. And the gospel, I think gives him a way to still be smart, still like distinguish himself from other people, but to love people in that and to have humility. And I think that would actually make him, it would, it would make him a lot easier to be around and it would like give him all the connection that he actually wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my my take on it is mm-hmm. he should have been more humble, I guess. And not just should be, but you know, the whole the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. I think the way that I was thinking about that was that, you know, from the beginning the Bible says like it's not good for man to be alone. And that mm-hmm. that's what Zuckerberg's like pursuing in this movie. Um but I think like community, human connection, like in and of itself, isn't the solution. It's like, because the Bible says that it's not good for man to be alone, but then it goes on and says, well, but here's God's description of community. And I think that it is a, like you look at the 10 commandments, you look at all the other things it says about community. It has to be like a community that's focused on the good and the flourishing of others. If it's like a community, you can have connection and community, but if it's built around like I need to get what's best for me and you need to get like that kind of idea of like we complete each other. So like I need to be getting what I need from you. You need to be getting what you need from me. And if we're not getting that, this doesn't work. Um, which I think is essentially like that's that's one of the places Zuckerberg kept getting stuck in the movie is like he would make these connections um, but then he's not getting what he wants. So he, he just kind of like ruthlessly you know, cuts at people and, um, lashes out. And I think the gospel says like you, you are in other people's life for their good to see them flourish and to Mm -hmm. be for them. And when you have everyone living like that, it does create this beautiful community where your needs are met and you, you are built up and encouraged and you are, people are also looking out for your flourishing, but you're not having to seek it on your own and and extract it from people and like, Mm -hmm. you know, demand it. Um, and yeah, that's, and there's a, there's like a security in that that you don't have to be watching your back all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the ironies of even what Facebook ushered in, in the social media age of like now more than ever, you can have knowledge of other people through what they post without actually interacting with other people. Mm. And you know, it's just, it's like an irony there. Um, I think for me, you know, and I'm tracking with, with what you guys are saying. Um, I, I just, I, I go back to my experience of watching it where I almost watched the end and then the beginning. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's a lot of angles. And I mean, we could probably spend two hours just talking gospel implications in the film, but my favorite, it's really, I think there's three scenes with Erica in it there's the the beginning scene and mm. honestly calling it the beginning and the end which she's not really in it but she's referenced yeah and then there's a very small scene mm-hmm. in the middle where it, it finally like facebook finally gets a toehold right it starts spreading right? yeah. it's going you know whatever young people and signing <laughs> up and all that stuff. it's tasting success it's proof of concepts right it's moved 
to the point where like he's a name now yeah. and then he gets like their first like groupies like like he all along they're like the, the crew guys get the girls the nerdy programmers who are kind of indistinguishable from each other don't <laughs> and he feels that isolation that alienation and then suddenly it's like whoa you're the Facebook guy and these two pretty girls are like interested in him because he stands out now mm-hmm. it's everything he's wanted right yeah. it's it's it, it's it's everything that he thinks he wants and so they go and, and these girls and you know, they go out, they mess around and he has this experience and then it cuts and his next move is he finds Erica at a bar and you can tell his thing is like, I've made it like hot girls who don't know me, know me and are desiring me because mm-hmm. I'm the Facebook guy. Let me go to the one girl who I still care about and let me allow myself to be worshiped. Let me allow myself to like, she's lucky that fa- like I could have any girl on this campus. Now I want you. And he kind of just presents himself as like, Hey, I'm still into this. If you are and, and she has this like such an interesting reaction because she doesn't look at him as the founder of Facebook because remember he insists that BU is one of the schools and and a lot of those like one of these mm-hmm, things is mm-hmm. not like the other right it, it's it's Harvard and yeah. Princeton and Cambridge and Stanford whatever all, all these Yale like, and BU is a perfectly good school I, I'm not <laughs> Massachusetts humor aside like BU is yeah. a, a very respectable yeah. school uh, it's just not an Ivy. And it's not in line with all the other ones. He picked BU because she's there. He wanted that Facebook to go viral at BU for the equity it would give him in her eyes and in his mind. And so he's going. She he knows that she's heard of Facebook. He know she you know he knows that she knows that he's the the thing about it. And she's still pissed off. It's exactly not the way he expected. Like he expected to be worshipped. And instead, she's still mad that he insulted her appearance. He insulted her family name. He insulted, mm-hmm. you know, he made off-color Joe. He blogged about her and never said he was sorry. She wanted an apology. She wanted, like, they had a relationship. There was a rupture in their relationship. And what happens when there's a rupture? There has to be repentance. There has to mm-hmm. be the ability to say, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry I hurt you. And he for all the reasons we've talked about is categorically unable to do that. And so like even in the opening scene, he's being, you know, his mind is going a mile a minute. He can't, and she's just good naturedly, (laughs) you know, she said it's like being on a treadmill, but she's along with it until he starts insulting her. And then she breaks up with him and he's just like, is this real? Wait, no, no. You know, Everything, but I'm sorry. Or like, he, I think he says it, he but it's in a way sorry. of like, yeah, I'm trying to put the brakes yeah. on. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. that yeah. I feel what I hurt you. Yeah, it's, it not the sad, it's not a yeah. real apology. No. It's a, I'm trying to manipulate your behavior yeah. apology. Mm-hmm. Don't walk away from the table. And yeah. so, right. So he like gets drunk and angry. He goes away. Like, does he pick up the phone in his drone room? Like, you know, he blogs about her, it creates this whole thing that crashes the website. Doesn't apologize. Doesn't like to the Harvard board. You know, when he right, gets yeah. up, doesn't apologize. And then like Ian, when he, I made that note, like with the thing with Eduardo, like he, he screws him over on the stock he, that, that you get the sense of, of he feels bad about it. No apology. Mm-hmm. Even in, the, like, in, in you can't, I guess what I'm saying is you can't restore relationships without there being, it's the human part of it. 
And I think he and his narcissism is so unable to do that. And he, it's almost like a cruel fate that because of his giftedness and because mm. of what he built and be almost like what the Sean Parker is almost this like satanic figure showing him this alternate path of imagined mm. glories, but it's really further alienation because if he was a regular person, life circumstances have a way of, of keeping you stuck to where you almost have to apologize because you want the restored relationship. You can't just keep cycling through new friends because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not that special. And you know, you just don't have yeah. this infinite supply of people who want to be your friend. Right. And so you, you just sort of, it's way that like ordinary life helps it's in a healthy way, helps point us to the things mm-hmm. that give us life. And because of this kind of almost singular set of circumstances, he almost like a conveyor belt can just shipping out new people. He can hurt them alienate from them and then just there's a whole new mm-hmm. crowd of adoring people who want to but they don't know the real him because there's no intimacy there because there's no trust there because he knows they only care about him because he's the facebook guy they don't know the real him and he's inability inability to connect it's you know and so i guess i'm just sketching out that side and then i would mm-hmm. hitch my answer to ian's answer and i don't need to repeat it all but it, it is the gospel provides a mechanism to be able to apologize mm-hmm. and it provides a mechanism to be able to you're not the center of the universe you are fallible you do have the capacity to hurt people and you can and should if you've received forgiveness you have to be able to seek it and you know just all those Concepts that are tied to the gospel, that they're, they're, they flow from the gospel. And apart from that, you just, and I think he's genuinely, at least the character in the movie, is genuinely flummoxed. Mm-hmm. Like he genuinely thought he solved his problem with Erica when he got famous and desirable. Mm-hmm. And I think he is utterly confused <laughs> why she looks at him as the jerk who blogged about me and said insulting things and not as founder of Facebook and desirable, like brilliant person who mm. is going to be rich and powerful or just interesting. Forget rich and powerful at that stage, like just interesting. Um, and I just love the the depiction of that and, and how that one flaw, you know, just completely spoils so much around it. You know, it just, it, it alters the whole thing. Um, in a way that just locks him into it. Like he, I, I genuinely, I think that's what Rashida Jones is king. I, I think he doesn't know the way I, it's just, mm-hmm. I think if he could, he would turn that feeling off. I just think he's utterly clueless. And I think if he was presented with the real answer, he would reject it. Yeah. Cause the cost is too high. Yeah. It's funny. Cause in some ways it's like, he's too human, but then obviously in a lot of ways he doesn't act very human, yeah. but part of it is that he can't get rid of that conscience and he can't get rid of, the desire for connection. Like he's not, he's not like a psychopath. Like, and he, yeah, like you were saying, it would be easier if he was, but he's not. And so he has these things that plague him, but he can't get rid of them because he doesn't know how he has no path forward. The only thing that he's been told, uh, you know, apparently is just to keep growing and to keep doing as much as he Mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. And that's all, that's all he knows how to do. And so that's what he just keeps doing. Doesn't that describe most of us? Right. Yeah. Right. Like we can kind of, Oh, Zuckerberg, Oh, Facebook. Oh, you know, but that condition, (laughs) that guy's a robot. Yeah. (laughs) You know, very few of us are true psychopaths or or kind of the the picture of Sean Parker in this movie, which not trying to say, I don't know, whatever, psychopath, whatever, but have that kind, have that push pull of, 
I want things on my terms, but I don't want the consequences of everything being on my turn, the alienation. And you yo-yo back and forth of wanting your cake and eating it too. Yeah. And also it's like, I do care about people. Like I can't turn that off. Right. Exactly. And so in some ways, I think he's a very sympathetic. That's my appreciation yeah. for the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I yeah. actually find myself sympathizing. Yeah. Even if there's things that are like very objectionable, it's a very um, rich portrait, I think. I don't think he's an unabashed villain, but I also mm. think that there's, you know, some real <laughs> messed up things. And, and mm. I wouldn't necessarily want to be his friend. Uh, this, the person depicted in that movie, I wouldn't want to be like that relationally tied to because he didn't seem that pleasant to mm-hmm. be around anyway. Yeah. There's a, and even just to kind of go off of what you're talking about with Erica, I thought it was really interesting. As soon as he gets done with that second conversation with her in the bar, he comes back to Eduardo and he's like, Eduardo's like, Oh good. You apologize. That was the right move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, but he just walks away and he, he says like, we need to get bigger. Like we need right. to make it. And, and you see that. And whenever he leaves their first conversation, he, every time he goes back, whenever he feels small and he feels like broken, he just goes back to the right. place where he feels powerful, right. which again is right. very relatable. And in the very end, everyone's gone. The lawyers are gone everything. And he's left. He friend requested her. He's the designer of the thing. <laughs> and then it's just, what is it? F seven or whatever the F5, reload F five, yeah. the yeah. reload. He's just, it's pathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I've never been there, <laughs> <laughs> but it's pathetic, <laughs> right? Like has she accepted it in the last like one and a half right, seconds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe now. Oh, right now. Like it and is you're the almost, most pathetic. Right? Well, it's funny watching the movie. Cause you're almost like, they're not just going to have him sit there like <laughs> refreshing it with nothing changing. Right. Yeah. Like, but it, and it's yeah. such an interesting because he could certainly hack into. I mean, it's his yeah. creation. Right, yeah. Just make he could, your friend. Yeah. He could create a backdoor, yeah. right, right? But he didn't want that. He wants mm-hmm. her to want him as you know. It, it's that, mm-hmm. and it's just. It's such a. I love the ending. It's such a perfect like masterstroke of like yeah. signing off on like that is what this is. Well, and even the last text because it kind of shows some some text that explains yeah. some things. And the very last thing I think that it says is he was the the youngest billion or the youngest person ever to become a billionaire. And he's just sitting there looking very, very mm-hmm. unhappy, just yeah. sitting there yep. re- constantly refreshing. Well that Beatles page. song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. Yeah. I'm blanking on the name. Rich, but, yeah, Rich something. Yeah which like perfectly mm-hmm. narrates what is going on. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed in the Winkle vibe. They only got sixth in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like I thought they were supposed to be good at rowing. Like what's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> sixth is not even a medal. Well, that's why, you know, they're they involved had, in heavy litigation. You know? yeah. they, couldn't, they couldn't fully yeah, train and focus. That's true. Yeah. They probably didn't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> you got 65 million. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. I guess they're like heavy into Bitcoin now. Oh, are, are they? they? Yeah, I think they're I the largest that. holders of Bitcoin. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, we did like a hmm. historic, like just a Wikipedia search on like yeah. every single person. It's really interesting. But hmm. not yeah. a good time for them right now then. You can explain Bitcoin mining or some <laughs> yeah, other. Maybe, okay. maybe okay. it's like yeah, the <laughs> cryptocurrency maybe movie that comes out in a few years. <laughs> We can do the coal miner's daughter and you can just make it <laughs> just Bitcoin. About Bitcoin. <laughs> People would love that. All right. Are you ready to rate? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I'm ready to what rate. What are we going to rate on? 
I think we should just do Winklevi. Yeah, how many <laughs> Winklevi's? Is it sets? Like, are we doing yeah, sets of Winklevi? That's a lot. <laughs> of are we just doing Winklevoss? Winklevoss. Yeah. Oh, Aaron's looking something up. No, Winklevi. I said we go Winklevi. Winklevi. Sets of Winklevi. Man, I I think I've I've been pretty generous in my rating lately, and oh. I think I'm just gonna keep on doing wow, it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna keep on doing it. I'm gonna give this a five. I just. I, I both times I've watched it, I just have really enjoyed it. Just as a piece of fiction, it's interesting, and I think it has a lot of interesting things to say. And I just I can't really think of it being better, like a better version of itself. So I'm just gonna give it a five. You know, I've I've been pretty generous. So I'm just gonna keep that <laughs> rolling. Generous. Yeah, maybe later we'll cut that down and try to recalibrate my my Do you ratings. Think that but Zuckerberg's gonna give you a job at Facebook now. <laughs> I mean, Come here, Mr. Executive Vice President. I mean, if it happens, yeah. you know, I wouldn't complain, but I'm, I'm realizing we missed the opportunity to just go with likes. <laughs> we could have uh, yeah, likes. That's true. It's not too late. Or we could we could do like pokes. Some do you remember pokes? whenever you could poke yeah. people on Facebook? I never poked anyone. That was like, oh, I poked a lot of people. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I poked a lot of people. <laughs> I, that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm gonna go four and a half Winklevi. Um, yeah, I don't have an explanation. I'm just going for it. <laughs> yeah, that's come yeah. at me, Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to crush me would be to give me a million dollars. Look at all those lottery yeah. winners. That's their, right. Their lives are destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> if you really yeah, want a good point, that's right. If you really want to make war on me, that's right. That's the savvy move right there. Yeah. Better just drop a million dollars on me. Within, yeah. Let me crush, let it crush me. It's the white elephant gift. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think I also arrive at four and a half. I, it's what we were saying earlier. I have never, or I can't at least off the top of my head, think of a movie that I went from being so blah to like genuine, like just changing mm -hmm. my mind that hardcore mm -hmm. on it. And so, I want to say in five years, I'll think it's a five. <laughs> like I really want, like I, I, my appreciation for every facet of this film has really shot up, but I almost like it's too new <laughs> and I almost don't trust the, the I, I can't, I'm not like Ian just willy nilly throwing <laughs> out fives and you know, I'm a generous guy. What yeah. can I say? <laughs> That's why the people love me. Yeah, maybe if the chicken gave it more convincing, if I felt the <laughs> anguish of being a cannibal, a forced yeah, cannibal, yeah. an unwitting cannibal, and I could get that emotional depth to nudge it over, but maybe in the director's cut one day and we can have that scene. scene yeah. and get the chicken scene, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's I, I just I don't know that intuitive sense of, but yeah, I it's gone from a indistinguishable yeah that was a movie to something that stands out in mm -hmm. my mind so i mean that as a compliment so curious for recommendations yeah i did not really have a good one here so i went with uh bbc sherlock the show interesting just pivoting to a show <laughs> someone else you identify with yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say yeah, basically a Zuckerberg part, Sherlock yeah. mashup. Part of the draw for me, I do really enjoy like the smart people doing smart things very well. Like even just the look into Harvard, like who knows what Harvard is actually like, but I just, I mean, like we went to Boston a while ago. I love being on college campuses in general and just those Ivy league, like really prestigious schools, especially 
I just, I really like that world and just fascinated by it. And I think even as a kid, like Sherlock Holmes was always the culmination of that character for me that just, he knows everything and he's just so far above everybody else that he's like three steps ahead all the time. And I just think that's fun. And I feel like Sherlock, the the BBC show did it pretty well. Um, actually they, they did it well. Don't watch the third season or anything past that. <laughs> I think they made some like a couple of movies or like Christmas huh. episodes. Well, aren't the episodes or like two hours each? Yeah, the so episodes are long. like an hour and a half each. So yeah. they are basically all like movies. But the first two seasons, they're they're cheesy. I've gone back and watched them. They're cheesy, <laughs> but I do certainly like them. And they have this yeah. really good arc with Moriarty. So, is that Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, no, he, he's or he's Sherlock. BBC, yeah, Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not Moriarty. Is that right? That you're asking. I mean, Sherlock. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's. I think it's the thing that got him. Right. He like kind of, kind of put him on the yeah. map. Yeah. Do you record yourself like coding and then <laughs> watch the footage and be like smart people doing smart things? Yeah. 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 I do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you should make that your recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Just go to my like YouTube. Me, yeah. Me coding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, ironically enough, I do have some, uh, I remember posting stuff in face on Facebook whenever I was in college, like, stuff about that, about me being smart, doing, oh, <laughs> doing is coding possible, things. Yeah, is it possible <laughs> to that get nobody was watching an entire <laughs> podcast on Facebook and not mention Ian appreciation week? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> almost. I almost apparently. feel like that should really color his opinions on this movie and Facebook and just a little insight. I mean, I, I like to think that I'd be appreciated. <laughs> I'd have a whole week of appreciation without Facebook. I mean, did it happen before <laughs> Facebook? It did not happen before <laughs> Facebook. Well, I will. Zuckerberg's like, like uh, Sorkin's I'll, like, no, 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 <laughs> it's too unrealistic. Yeah, you nobody would ever No one would ever believe that. Let me just give a little <laughs> Ian Appreciation Week or IAW as, as we like to call it. <laughs> Wait, just a little it? anecdote. I It's sometime it's around May. It's, yeah, a, it's around a rolling time. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, they, Facebook has changed so many times, but at one point it would show like a lot of your friends over on the right side and it would show all their profile pictures and like if they're online or whatever. Hmm. And at one point, like half of the pictures over there were just of me because all my <laughs> friends would like find the worst pictures of me and then like meme it and then make that their profile picture for a week. <laughs> This is a good time. You guys should all, uh, I'm looking forward to having you and all of our listeners join yes. <laughs> next, uh, it's a movement. next Ian appreciation week. Yeah. <laughs> the Instagram will have to participate. Yeah. They'll have to, yeah. We're going to have to merge over at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, I struggled with recommendation. I just went, uh, American psycho. It's like, <laughs> to me, it feels like the Sean Parker movie. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> just, he's just like unleashed, like uh, just totally untethered, yeah. you know, totally unleashed Sean Parker. Uh, it's a, it's a nice little companion piece. Okay. I struggled real hard and then I had a moment of epiphany mm. and I, I was really waiting happy. for that, but it yeah. never happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that I don't think a lot of people saw. It's called the founder. And it's the McDonald's movie. Yes. Okay. It's hmm. the Facebook movie. This is the McDonald's movie. I like the founder. And it's real, right? It's I'm good. like, Michael it's the same thing. Yeah. What do I need to watch the Facebook movie for? And I had the same thing. Why do I need to watch and McDonald's? One yeah. afternoon I had, yep. I just threw it on. Yeah. It's Michael Keaton and uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A but McDouble. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it's that idea of like the, the ambition and yep. uh, you know, almost like it started like the, the Ron, <laughs> I keep calling him Ron Swanson, the Nick Offerman, the, yeah you know, it has this idea and then the Michael Keaton character comes and, and takes it and just 
the kind of mentality it takes to take yeah. an idea. And Nick Offerman has like a small idea. He just wants to make good burgers exactly. for his hometown. Right. Like, but just a lot of the similar relational dynamics yeah. and then the tensions and then the, the almost like the psychological portrait of, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who takes it that way. I just, yeah, I'm surprised good, by how much I like, it's not the, like it's not the yeah. greatest movie. This is a better film, but sure. it's entertaining. Yeah. And it's, I think if you do like this, you would like the, the McDonald's movie. Mm-hmm. So that's my, yeah, that's a good thing. Put it on my list, Tim. All right. Uh, I also, it's funny that you mentioned there will be blood. I almost, uh, put that as my recommendation, but I felt like it was just it has too to much. be exempt at some yeah, point. I was just I, I like, can anything yeah, that movie. was, yeah. yeah, I was like, hey, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's too much. All right. Well, I, I think we did a good treatment of, uh, this film. So stay with us, uh, next week when we, we break out our Gaelic dictionaries <laughs> and, uh, do some homework. Go follow us on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Okay, we have a Facebook. We don't have a Facebook. <laughs> Facebook's lame now. You're flipping through the channels late at night. Looking for a movie. Yeah, you're doing it right. Called up Tim. I called up Ian. I wanted to know which movie are we seeing? Cause some make you laugh and some make you cry. I want to know are your thoughts like mine?